Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. I'm Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog, here with you on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast, powered by Wright Media. It's Wednesday afternoon, and so, so, so much going on in sports in Western Oklahoma that we just really have trouble carrying and covering most of it. But that's what we do here at Wright Media and Wright Radio. So we hope you'll stick around with us and uh, be sure and tune in to your favorite team as just so much going on with regards to wrestling and basketball and a coaching hire in Western Oklahoma and just so much to get into this episode for one thing. And uh, we're going to visit upcoming here. We'll talk with the new head football coach, at Wedford High School, one Mr. Taylor Sossman, who has been serving as the defensive coordinator for the Eagles uh, for quite a bit now, and uh, he takes over and succeeds Reagan Roof, who has taken the head coaching job at Kingfisher. So we'll have a visit with Coach Sauce. Also later on in the episode, we'll tune in and visit with Greg Granger of the Clinton Archery Program, and they're doing some great things over there in Clinton with uh, some youth and the bow and arrow and some great stuff going on there as well. But right now in western Oklahoma, I got to say in these cold temperatures uh with indoor sports, particularly basketball, we've also got wrestling going on in western Oklahoma and a lot of great results coming from uh your Clinton Elk City and Weatherford teams in wrestling, but basketball is really about to get underway as we've had two great days of the western of the West Central tournament. Uh sorry, I'll get that right. The West Central tournament at the Pioneer Event Center has been going on. They've gotten two days in they've still got three to go but it's been a lot of fun and a lot of great basketball on the boys and girls side and right media has been there covering it for you from start to finish day one was interesting as it was a uh, situation where some teams came in and like in girls on the girls bracket the canute trojanettes they just really took care of calumet who i think is a little bit understaffed on i know on the roster and on their picture looks like they may only go one deep on the bench uh maybe two but uh calumet a quality uh girls team they get the win on monday in the opening round 63 to 16 and then the thomas girls got a win against corn bible academy on monday 33 to 26 that was closer than probably what head coach jim pre Petrie was expecting, but the uh, Lady Crusaders uh, put up a pretty good fight and really didn't let Thomas get too far out in front of them. And then on the boys' side Monday night, it was pretty exciting as well. As uh, and I'm I'm telling you, this West Central tournament uh, for Class A and B basketball, I, I can't think of a tournament that really has just a whole lot better competition or, or action going on as far as basketball goes. But Calumet, Class B, number one Calumet Chieftains, they got all over Corn Bible Academy, 102-30. to 30. And then in the nightcap, it was Thomas uh, falling to Canute, 61-52. to 52. So last night, I did two games, and I did the uh, Burn Flat Dill City girls game. I'm sorry, Burns Flat Dill City versus Sentinel girls game. And then also the uh, the Burns Flat Dill City boys versus Sentinel game. And both games were won in blowout fashion by the Bulldogs of Sentinel. In the girls bracket, it was a uh, 43 to 10 win uh, for the Lady Bulldogs, sending the uh, Lady Eagles to the consolation bracket. And then and this just kind of bodes well for this tournament. The uh, Sentinel Bulldogs, Coach Snowden over there, and uh, he's got 
quite a few players and they're ranked number three in class a but they got a 100 to 51 win over burns flat dill city and uh, i'm telling you calling that game and keeping my own scores it was a lot to be able to keep up with the subs that he put in and the kids that came in and scored i mean they had a they had a kid that really came in some in the first half but uh, got most of his minutes in the second half and he was it was uh Cruz Sembrano was his name for the Sentinel Bulldogs and I'm telling you he was filling it up in reserve time and I just thought you know th- this kid's making a making a play to say hey coach I can I can put the ball in the hole put me in there but it was a, a heck of a win for the Sentinel Bulldogs 100 to 51 so in semifinal action set up for tomorrow and Friday at the West Central Tournament, all games being held at the Pioneer Event Center. All games can be streamed on Terrier TV and Bobcat TV on uh, right.media. Also forgot last night's nightcap was two games, uh, boys and girls featuring Hydro Eakley taking on Arapaho Butler and the Indians and Lady Indians uh, won both of those. The uh, Indian boys for Arapaho Butler beat the Bobcats 65 to 46 to advance to take on Calumet. And then the uh, AB girls, they got a win over the Lady Bobcats um, 32 to 29. And uh, they'll put Hydro Eakley in the consolation bracket. So coming up on Thursday, that's tomorrow, and it will be boys winner's bracket semifinals as Calumet will take on Arapaho Butler. That's the late game at 8.15. The start-off game tomorrow is going to be the um, 4.30 time as Hydro Eakley girls will take on Burns Flat Dill City. That's at 4.30. Then <laughs> I'm bouncing around here looking at my bracket. Then it's a, win- it's a boys' winner's bracket game as Sentinel will take on Canute. That's tomorrow at 5.45. That's Thursday. And then after that, at 7 o'clock, it will be the Calumet Girls versus Corn Bible Academy in a consolation semifinal. And then the nightcap will be Calumet and Arapaho Butler. Yeah, I'm getting that right. So then Friday, it will be Corn Bible Academy and Hydro Eakley in consolation semifinals. And then <laughs> that will be at 4.30. All games for this West Central Tournament up until the uh, championships. Uh, and even those will start... A little bit earlier, yeah. So the best way, best thing to do is pick up a copy of the West Oak Weekly and get your bracket on there, or uh, be able to uh, go to Right Media. But so then, so Friday, here's your semifinals, and I'm going to skip times because you can find out the time. So Friday, Consolation Semifinals, Corn Bible Academy, Hydro Eakley. Then it will be a girls' winners bracket semifinal as a Arapaho Butler and Sentinel will play girls action. Then Friday at seven, we'll be back to Constellation Boys, Thomas versus Burns Flat Dill City. And then the nightcap for the girls will be a semifinal of Canute versus Thomas in the winner's bracket. And then championships are played Saturday. Basically, uh, Tune in, I would say, Saturday night, anytime after. I mean, if you're a fan, tune in anytime. But so, like, the third place game on Saturday begins at 340. All the consolation games before that uh, will be uh, 
through there, and it is a uh, double elimination tournament, so there's no uh, seventh place game. So after I just butchered all that, be sure and just tune in to Right Media each and every evening, Thursday through Saturday, if you can't get out to the Pioneer Event Center and you want to watch some great basketball. But I'm just going to say this, and this isn't a slight to Arapaho Butler. This isn't a slight to Canute. But from what I've seen, both calling games and then also seeing the results and then also uh, watching on Right.Media, Terrier TV, and Bobcat TV, I forecast in the boys' side a Calumet versus Sentinel final. Now, what does that entail? That means that the Class B number 1 Calumet Chieftains will take on the Class A number 3 Sentinel Bulldogs and from what I've seen, that could end up being just a classic. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, so tune in for that one as it's going to be a great one. So West Central Tournament, be sure and check them out online at right.media if you can't get out to Weatherford on the campus of Southwestern Oklahoma State University for the games themselves. And we want to say thanks to Swasu for hosting it and uh, doing a great job and all the schools that are participating. Now, Weatherford uh, boys, they're ranked number one in class 4A in the last rankings. They got, got a lot of votes. There's still some votes going out there for Douglas. And, you know, that's, that is what it is. I understand. But in essence, the Weatherford boys uh, are off so today's Wednesday, the 17th, they're off till next Tuesday when the Weatherford boys and girls travel to Chickasha to resume Western Athletic Conference play. The, King, the Kingfisher Buckle of the Wheat Belt Tournament starts tomorrow, and the Weatherford Lady Eagles will be in that. And so the reason is, is because uh, the Lady Eagles have only been in two tournaments so far. That would be the Winter Classic in Woodward and then also the Weatherford Classic. The boys have been in three, and you can only be in three tournaments per season. So because the Weatherford boys participated in the Tournament of Champions, the girls will be at the Weatherford, at the uh, Buckle of the Wheat Belt Tournament in Kingfisher. So uh, it's going to be an exciting tournament there. We'll be there. I'll be on the call tomorrow. Uh, Tip-off time set for 340. That means we'll be on the air with the pregame 15 minutes beforehand at 325. Myself and Andrew Malzahn will be making the trip to Kingfisher to take on uh, the play-by-play as the Weatherford Lady Eagles play Perkins Tryon. Now, looking at the schedules of that roster tournament, uh, it's going to be a situation where I'm just going to say the other side of the bracket should Weatherford win and beat Perkins Tryon would be Guyman and Woodward, uh, teams that they have uh, played already. I Well, I'm trying to think. Did they play Guyman? They didn't. Did they play Guyman at the Winter Classic? Probably have to go back and edit some of this just to uh, try to remember. But it's a situation where I don't see a situation. I don't see a scenario playing out where Weatherford's on the opposite side of the bracket from Kingfisher and maybe Hera. I don't know. Uh, but it looks like Weatherford did draw the two seed in this tournament. So the Perkins Tryon Lady Demons and then. Uh, Guyman and Woodward, uh, if they play the games that they're able to, Coach Greg Pratt will have them ready with some rest since last Saturday when they beat Altus. But they should be able to kind of punch their ticket towards a championship match on Saturday with the Kingfisher Lady Yellow Jackets. If that's the case, and I'm just going to gonna go out on a limb here, if that is the case, you're talking about the number 10 ranked team in Class 4A taking the number 16 team, Weatherford, 
playing them in the championship finals of the Buckle of the Wheat Belt tournament. Now, Weatherford's 10 and 3, Kingfisher's 9 and 4. Uh, they were ranked a bit higher, but also Weatherford fell in the polls after going 2 and 0 last week, beating Altus and Elk City. So obviously some teams maybe from the east, and I didn't snapshot the polls from last week to know exactly who went where, but I do know that Weatherford fell from 13th to 16th. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out uh, going up against this Kingfisher Lady Yellow Jackets team and Coach Greg Pratt, what he'll employ. I know they return a lot of talent, and it looks like they've uh, taken on some tough competition. Their losses are to Bethany Tuttle, uh, also to uh, McAllister, and then Jones. Now, they've defeated Class 3A number 11 Perry 48-43 to back on the 5th of January, but, uh, you know, I don't know, but they also have a, a win over Anadarko on the road, 38-34. So it'll be a tough matchup if Weatherford is able to get uh, into that championship final at the Buckle of the Wheat Belt tournament, but uh, it's not something that they can't do. And then I want to see this young women's team, this high school girls team, get out there and and start making some changes, not so much in what they do, but just how they let teams uh, dictate their style of play at times. And I think it's it's time that we probably are just about due for a, just what I would call a signature win of the first season. Now, they've got some great wins. I think the win over Elgin in the Weatherford Classic was great. I think beating Woodward uh, twice in this season has been has been really tough. I mean, they... They made it to the finals of the of their tournament and lost to a really good Choctaw team. So we'll see how things go uh, in this buckle of the Weebell tournament. But Kingfisher obviously is uh, the girls' team is obviously going to present some challenges. And uh, you know we fell to them last year in the finals of the buckle of the Weebell tournament and then got back at them in the regular season. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, what goes on with that. And then uh, if you do end up facing Kingfisher, if you do make it to the finals of the uh, Kingfisher tournament, you get to turn around and uh, travel back to Kingfisher on January 30th. So it'll be interesting there. And then also we've got so much tournament action going on. Uh, Sayer boys and girls are at the Shattuck shootout. Clinton uh, boys and girls are at the Cashin uh, County line tournament. Watonga is going to coil. And then Hydro Eakley, uh, I forgot to take a look and see where they're at, but they are uh, they're in. I'm pretty certain going to be in tournament play, and so uh, well, no, they're in the West Central tournament, dummy. So uh, there you go with that. But anyways, it'll be a lot of great basketball, and we're going to be carrying a ton of it for you on the Right Media Network. Just go to right.media. You don't have to do uh, any sort of www or anything like that. Just your right.media. And then click on the icon of the school that you want to watch, and you'll be able to also get their schedule and also watch games on demand. So uh, that's kind of a wrap of basketball going on around here. I know wrestling's been going on as well, and the Weatherford boys uh, got a win at Bridge Creek the other night, and Clinton did really well at the Western Athletic Conference Tournament. Elk City uh, lost on the road in duels to Kingfisher. So uh, wrestling going on, and we'll try to keep you updated with that on Right Radio Sports as well. 
We want to remind you to follow us on social media. 97.3 The Score is on Facebook and Twitter at Western Oklahoma Sports. Also, you can search 97.3 The Score. And then also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Law Dog Sports. We'll take a quick break, come back, and visit with Taylor Sossman, the new head football coach at Weatherford High School. This is the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. Back here with you on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. I'm Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog, here with you. And a chance to visit with a uh, gentleman that I've come to know in the last year or so uh, fairly well in covering the Weatherford Eagles. But now he is the new head football coach at Weatherford High School. He's Taylor Sossman. Coach, first off, congratulations on the uh, new gig that you've got. And you've come to Weatherford and I know done a great job. And I know uh, built great relationships. But talk to me about what it means to to now be the head coach at weatherford yeah well first of all thank you um weatherford's a place that has meant a lot to my family over the last seven years you know we we this is our seventh school year here we're finishing up so it's a great community um it it really kind of worked out nicely um with coach roof taking the kingfisher job it was it was coming time that i was you know, starting to look at some other jobs and stuff. And then lo and behold, the one at the school I worked at, you know, kind of came open. So it really, it really kind of worked out that way. Yeah. Now, so, so correct me if I'm wrong, but were you, you were with coach roof at Bethany before he made the move to Weatherford? That's correct. Okay. How long were you at Bethany with him there? I did a student teaching year there and then I, I taught there for three years. So I was there for four years. Okay. Well, and uh, I tell you, I know, like I said, the folks in Weatherford have really enjoyed you being out here. And I know you guys, uh, you and your family have ingrained yourself in the community. And, you know, Weatherford is a uh, is a school district and a school community that I think really looks at a situation and says, okay, what do we need to do here? What do we need to do there to try to be the best that we can? And that's probably something that's benefited you as an assistant coach all this time under coach roof. How would you say that, you know, that's, that's come into play in your, in your regular day in day out, you know, stuff that you do with, with particularly with the students. Well, I, first of all, I, I think Weatherford's a great community. I think it's a school district that wants to be successful at everything that they do. And um, I mean, that's, that's evident in our, our faculty. I work with some incredible, you know, teachers and coaches amongst, all sports and all subject areas. Um, <clears throat> seven years ago, we started, you know, the Weatherford Strength Program, where we have our weight classes during the day. That was something they, you know, they reached out to me about running seven years ago, and it was it was really with the goal of of getting our athletes to be able to, you know, do our strength and conditioning all throughout the year and still be able to play multiple sports. So. That's something that they've done. Um, upgrading the facilities over the last seven years has been incredible to see. Um, I mean, I, I could go on and on, but I, I completely agree. Weatherford's a place that, that is willing to do, you know, whatever it takes to, to try and take a step towards being the best. All right. So now you're the head coach of Weatherford High School football, and obviously you've had the run of the defense uh, during this time since since I've been in Western Oklahoma. But what 
Will there be any new wrinkles that you'll try to implement of your own style or uh, what, what can fans of Weatherford football kind of uh, look out on the horizon and say, okay, this is kind of how we're going to start doing things. Sure. Yeah. Being, being in the program, already, I have, I'd say I have a good gauge of, of what we're good at already. And, you know, maybe some areas that we need to improve. Uh, hopefully when the fans see us play, they see a fast, physical, relentless team, you know, that's going to play as hard as they can for four quarters. So, <clears throat> that, I mean, that, that's my goal anyway. Yeah, and uh, so your the staff that you'll uh, have at your disposal, quite a few uh, Weatherford staples in and amongst that. So, uh, you know, is it a situation where it's just kind of Weatherford 2.0 or, or will there be some, some new faces to look for? What's the plan that you have? Well, I, I'm really a big fan of everybody that we have on staff. So, and I, as far as I know at the moment, we're, we're staying intact. Now we lose coach roof who's called the offense. So there is, you know, maybe a, a position or two that we, we hope to get to hire. We'll have to maybe wait and see what, you know, the teaching positions look like and, and kind of feel out what, who would be the best fit and the best candidate for us to add to our staff. Definitely. And so back in the summertime, it seemed like the uh, kids and the social media and things like that were really, uh, and it took me a minute to catch on, but I would see the hashtag DMGB. And was that implemented by you when you started Iron Eagle for last year or, or how did that come about? Yeah, it, it's something that I had heard from, um, Oh, there's a, a leadership company called Focus Three. Uh, they do leadership training for a lot of college programs, and I'd heard it probably six or seven years ago. And when we first got out here, and I just kind of started using it, and and it really kind of took off and and stuck. So, yeah, it's something that we say a lot around the weight room. DMGB doesn't matter, get better. And basically, to me, it means whether you win or whether you lose, you know, there's always room to, to go back to work. Yeah. And I heard someone talking about that, you know, just recently, and it's, it's a situation where it's not just about your record. It's not just about your finish in the playoffs, whatever the case might be is you want to, you want to start from day one of camp to the final snap of, of, did you get better? So I obviously uh, understand the concept there, but uh, well, I tell you, you know, we're just really excited that you and uh, your family are going to be sticking around. I'm not saying I predicted this, but I, I did kind of, kind of throw out to Coach Roof. You know, don't, don't be trying to take our defensive coordinator. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that very much. <laughs> we're excited to be here. Yeah, there's, there's nowhere else we'd rather be. So, yeah. Where Thank are you, you from originally? I'm from McAllister, okay. southeastern Oklahoma. Yeah, you probably told me that, yep. and I've forgotten. My apologies. So, uh, but anyways, yeah. So former Buffalo, now an Eagle. So uh, we'll uh, look forward to seeing how things get going. Uh, when will you probably be thinking about you know getting the guys out on some uh, stuff for spring ball? Uh, we we will have spring practice. Um, it'll probably be the last couple of weeks of school. We'll we'll wait until. You know, track and baseball are finished. We've got so many guys playing that stuff. And, um, you know, hopefully their seasons go a long time. So hopefully it's it's at the very end of school, um, probably those last couple of weeks. Final question, Coach. Uh, you've got a 
quite a bit of returning talent coming back. A lot of juniors played significant roles uh, last season on a team that made the playoffs. And so talk about uh, what the goal will be with those players to step into that senior leadership role and, and really kind of set the tone for your first year as a head coach. Yeah, that's a great question. We've, we've got a lot of guys back that super excited about. Um, I could go on and on about them, but really our, our main goal is to come together as a group. And I think the teams that, you know, play for each other have the best chance to play for a long time in their season. So, um, you know, we've, we've got some things that we're going to try and do to, you know, build some camaraderie, get these guys to, to want to play for each other. Definitely. And uh, looking forward to seeing, you know, the development. I know I talked to uh, one of your receivers dads today and, and he said that, you know, basically he's just really focusing on, on increasing his uh, speed and, and getting just that much faster because now as the junior class becomes seniors, it, it becomes, you know, a situation where uh, they're going to start, some of them start thinking about what their next step's going to be after high school. All right. Well, Coach, listen, thanks so much for stopping by, and we appreciate you uh, visiting with us here on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. And, uh, man, congratulations. I know I've enjoyed each and every time that we've had a a chance to sit down and chat, and we'll do that again real soon and be able to, uh, you know, really find out, you know, in depth where where you plan on taking this program and and, uh, how you guys are going to go about doing it. You bet. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. He's the new head football coach at Weatherford High School, Taylor Sossman. Coach Soss, as the kids refer to him, and he does a great job there at Weatherford. And now he gets to try his hand as the head man over the Eagles football program. So we appreciate him stopping by here on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. We'll take a quick break and come back and visit with Greg Granger of the Clinton Archery Program right here on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog, back here with you on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast, brought to you by Wright Media, and we appreciate them sponsoring the podcast here on their network and uh, I tell you we get a chance to talk to a lot of sports figures in western Oklahoma and a lot of things going on particularly this time of year with basketball and and wrestling and things like that but one thing that we kind of lose track on is some of the sports uh, that actually revolve around a little more skill and hand-eye coordination and just uh, concentration uh, and don't necessarily have to be a six foot six, two hundred fifty pound athlete to do. It might hurt, might help, but you never know. But I tell you what, let's go ahead and focus now on the Clinton Archery Program, which archery is a uh, thing that's really huge in the state of Oklahoma, and we love uh, all of the outdoor sports here at the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. But Greg Granger is the uh, gentleman who is with us now, and he's done such a great job of promoting this program they have going on at Clinton. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Granger. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, be glad to kind of spread the word about what we got going on over here. Sure thing. So first off, let's start about uh, with you and uh, kind of your background in archery, and I would imagine some bow hunting and things like that. But uh, talk about what brought you to this point and how you guys implemented this program. Yeah, uh, well, I grew up 
I'm originally from Mountain View, grew up in Southwest Oklahoma, so, you know, hunting and fish all my life, and started working over here at Clinton Schools in actually six years ago, and I read, actually read about a, read about a program that uh, it uh, said that you'd have, you know, fishing in the school. It's called uh, Oklahoma Department of Education, Department of Wildlife Outdoor Ed. So that's how we started the program. Yeah. And well, uh, it transpired into part of that program is NASP archery. So honestly, the first tournament we went to, I just took my kids to, uh, to go check it out. Turns out they liked it, and here we are now. Yeah. Well, and I can remember going to some, some youth camps, church camps, and things when I was a boy back years and years ago. And, you know, there might be an archery segment, you know, some little blip during the week where they set up some hay bales right. and some little plastic archery set. And if you could shoot it well, that's great. If not, so be it. But, you know, it's something else to take real equipment and real, uh, you know, in, in instruction to get a kid to learn how to shoot a bow and arrow. Oh yeah, it is. And we're in what we're in the NAS program, which is really big in the Eastern side of the state, but some somewhat new out here. It, uh, it's a real cool program because the kids shoot, they can start in fourth grade and from grades four through 12, they actually shoot the same bows. You have to have the same bows, the same arrows. So it's an even playing field. So it's, it's really neat in that aspect. You know, it's not a money game. Yeah, and that's really cool too. And you know, with these kids, you're teaching them something that uh, they may carry on the rest of their life. Oh yes, that's that's one thing that's important to me is you know I also have an outdoor education class over here. We have a great administration over here, and they let us you know let me do the outdoor education. And you know, I figure if we can just touch one kid that you know enjoys the outdoors that might not have, well then we're successful. Yeah. Uh, I'm from northeastern Oklahoma and Coweta, Oklahoma is where I grew up. And I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if that made you laugh, but uh, I remember. No, that. Actually, actually, the guy that uh, at the wildlife department yeah. that instructed me on starting the wildlife or this NAS program mm -hmm. is from Coweta. Oh, OK. And I, you may have told me his name in the past. He might be somebody that I don't remember. I, I left there in 88, so it's hard for me to to remember yeah. a lot of folks yeah. and uh, much less yesterday, but, uh, but anyways, but yeah, so it's, it's a little more wooded back that way. And, and maybe bow hunting is a little more condensed is, is bow hunting something that's pretty practical out here in Western Oklahoma? Yeah, we, there's, I, I do it. There's, there's a lot of people that do it, but you're right back on that side of the state, bow hunting, Fishing is a lot more prevalent on the eastern side. As a matter of fact, as far as the NAS teams go, like the majority of the NAS teams are from Oklahoma City East. Locust Grove is yeah. one of the powerhouses. They won seven national championships in NASP archery that we're doing right now. Yeah. They're actually, actually, Locust Grove is number one and Altus is number two. So it's a pretty tough division for us to compete in. For sure. Well, and uh, I know that you guys, I follow you on Facebook and it's Clinton Archery. Is that correct on Facebook? Yeah. Yes, we uh, we added a high school team this year, so the, it's under Clinton Archery. Okay, and I follow you guys on Facebook, and I know that I've seen you've got some kids that are uh, doing pretty dang good in the uh, in the bow and arrow competitions. 
Yes. I, actually, everything we do is through NASP, and it has a national ranking system, a state ranking system. You know, all the scores go through there. And I actually, one of my, my eighth-grade shooters, Emily Rutz, she's tied for ranked number one in the state of Oklahoma, and she's currently ranked seventh in the nation. She, uh, her high score, she shot a 291 out of 300. Wow, that's that's pretty good. Now, is she into yeah. it? Yeah, that's really good. Is she into it for just the archery skill, or does she do some hunting on the side? Or how? What's the balance that you see with kids getting involved? Ninety percent of the kids that that do this, they've never picked up a bow in their life. Yeah, and it's something they just started out, and a lot of them, you know, just kind of natural. But we're lucky. We, I mean, we have several kids that are really excelling at this, and it's it's tough. They can't use any sights, any you know, any release aids. It's all bare bow. Oh wow! They shoot from uh, ten meters, then at fifteen meters. And for anybody that's tried at fifteen meters with a bare bow, it's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. I I was terrible with a compound bow with sights, so I can only imagine how bad I would be with a uh, with a primitive or any sort of bare bow like you mentioned. But well, so and and you you've got a girl and and Emily Rutz and I mean a national ranking coming out of a program that's pretty much in its fledgling state. That's got to be really proud for you guys. Yeah, it's a big accomplishment. This is our second year, and uh, last year, well, my first year, I had some excellent group of kids, and we uh, we ended up ranked fourth in the state and uh, finished sixth in the state. But in Oklahoma, that's quite a bit bigger deal because Locust Grove and Altus are always number one and number two in the nation. Wow. Okay. Well, and, you know, I mean, that's the thing about it. You get them started young enough, and they work at it and keep keep you know, putting in the time and effort and they're, they're going to start yielding even better results, but man, 291 out of 300, that's pretty stunning. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. And I have some, I have some other kids that are shooting in the two eighties, the high two seventies. We're, we're really growing. We, we will attend the, the grand state shoot in Tulsa February 21st. And we're looking for a really good placing there. Yeah. So, uh, and people, if they want to follow on Facebook, it's Clinton archery and, uh, I do, and we'll share it on our 97.3, the score Facebook page as well. I think we've been sharing your updates and things like that on the social media. So, uh, looking forward to hearing about how Emily Rutz and the rest of the team do, uh, in some of these competitions, is it more, is it a year round thing or is it a spring and fall or just fall or how's it, how does your schedule pan out more? Our season's kind of winding up here. The, the the Grand State shoots in February. The Nationals are in Louisville, Kentucky, and I believe it's the second week of May. So it's you know it really gets rolling good about October, November is when the tournaments start, and you know runs through about now. Yeah, are you getting some support from the community as well as as people are kind of catching oh, on that you guys are doing this? We the more the more people find out about it, we've had excellent support and. Over here, Clinton, our administration, you know, stands behind this 100 percent, just whatever they can do. And, you know, that's really rare nowadays, you know, someone to get behind a new program and support an archery program like like they do. We we couldn't ask better for than we have over here. For sure. All right. Well, listen, Mr. Granger, I sure appreciate you taking time to visit with us and we'll do our best to spread the word about Clinton archery and uh, see how you guys do in some of these upcoming competitions. Best of luck and safe travels doing that. Okay, we appreciate it. No Thanks problem. A lot. He's Greg Granger. He's the director of the Clinton Archery Program and uh, taking time to visit with us here on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. We appreciate him doing that. And it's a uh, situation where it's good to see kids getting involved in things 
you know, that maybe a kid doesn't necessarily want to jump into football, basketball, softball, anything like that, but they find something like archery, which is a, a very uh, skillful uh, thing to, to get into. You have to, you have to have some good uh, muscle control and also some patience and nerves. So it's a, it's great for them to have that going on. And we'll share the Clinton archery post to our 97.3 the score facebook pages as well well that's going to wrap it up here for the western oklahoma sports podcast we want to say thank you to greg granger from clinton for stopping by and visiting with us and also new weatherford head coach taylor saussman for taking time to visit with us uh, just a day after he was named the head football coach so we appreciate him doing that be sure and subscribe to us on apple and google podcast it's the western oklahoma sports podcast and i'm chuck ramsey the law dog Till next week, we'll talk to you soon.